This is Spotlight, WMFE's arts, culture, and entertainment segment. The Spotlight is on now. I'm Talia Blake in for Nicole Darden-Creston. Heart of Florida United Way has teamed up with Macbeth Studio in Orlando on a film exploring Central Florida's history through the stories of local leaders who faced racism, segregation, and bias. This is the height of absurdity. There was a separate entrance for Black people and one for white people, as if there was a dividing line in the Gulf of Mexico. One time I got on the bus and in my haste, I sat where I should not be seated. And I was rudely told, you know, get your behind up and go back where you belong. That was the voices of Anetta Wilson, the first African-American weekday evening news anchor in Central Florida, and former Chief Judge Belvin Perry Jr., famously known for presiding over the Casey Anthony trial in 2011. Jim Hobart is the owner of Macbeth Studios and directed the film Know Your Place. Jim, thanks so much for joining me. So can you tell me a little bit about the film Know Your Place and how it came to be? I would love to tell you about it. The film Know Your Place was the brainchild of CEO Jeff Hayward. He's the CEO of Heart of Florida United Way, and he called me in the summer of 2020. If you think back to what it was like mm-hmm. when we were all locked down and um, the uh, George Floyd murder had just happened and there were Black Lives Matter protests across the country, and Jeff's concern was that this could easily move right off the front pages in the next news cycle. And he wanted to do something that would help to keep the conversation going and bring to light some of the maybe the histories of folks in Central Florida that we may not know. Mm-hmm. So this is a non-narrated piece with the interviewees telling their stories. Was there one story that really stood out to you? And if so, why? Oh, there's a bunch. For for starters, you know, we spend about an hour with each interviewee over the course of the last couple of years building this film, and only six or seven minutes of each person ends up in the final film. So you can imagine there's a whole lot of great stuff that didn't make it into the film yet. So mm-hmm. we're hoping there's ways that we can bring that content out into the world. But in the film, the story that really sticks out to me is the story by Geraldine Thompson about her experiences with a private club here in town and some things she went through as the wife of the only black judge at the time here in Central Florida. She had to deal with some pretty awful racism and bias and discrimination, and she handled it with grace and with poise. And to be fair, a white wife of another judge stepped up and defended her and was ready to go and get arrested with her. But I hope when you see the film, you'll you'll hear this story. And uh, it's just very moving and really brings to life the real world experiences of Central Floridians who are still alive and well today and reminds us that this was not very long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I saw the film, I definitely felt that. Hearing the story about a country club right here in Orange County that was whites only and no blacks, no Jews. And for Geraldine Thompson, someone who I've even talked to, interviewed, to hear her story that she experienced that it makes it feel as though it's not as far away as many people like to think. Exactly. I learned a lot about the history of Orlando and Central Florida when I watched the film. And almost everybody talked about a Koei. Can you kind of explain why ACOE was a no-go zone for Black people during the Civil Rights Movement? There were pockets in Central Florida and all over the South that were called 
sundown towns. And essentially, what they the reason they got that name was they said, if you're black and you're caught after sunset in this town, you know, you might not live to see the following morning. And Okoye was one of them. And Judge Belvin Perry in this film talks about the sign that was allegedly there, although he never saw it. And the other thing is Lake County was notoriously a place that black people just wouldn't go because of Sheriff Willis McCall, which was made famous in the book Devil in the Grove. And even Mayor Jerry Demings shared a story with his own encounter with Sheriff McCall because his brother was locked up in Lake County. And that was also a very interesting story from the film. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of Demings, everyone in the film grew up in Central Florida and are still alive today. What's the collective sentiment you got from them about where we are now in the fight for racial justice? We asked that question directly to them. And I believe across the board, the sentiment that I got out of it was it used to be a lot worse. Things have gotten better. We still have a long way to go. And I think that that is basically the theme of the film. Things were terrible. And the generation before these folks, obviously, it was much worse than than they had it. In fact, uh, a couple of them refer to the fact that their parents had it much harder than they did. And now their children have it easier than they do. But that's not to say the problem has been solved. And I think the most important takeaway from this is we've come a long way and we have a long way to go still. Mm-hmm. When I saw the film, I'm not going to lie, I cried, I laughed, I I felt deep. I, I, it was, I, my emotions were all over the place. Great. So I'm wondering, you know, what do you hope people take away from this film when they see it? Well, if we can get everyone to laugh a little bit and cry a little bit, then I think we've done our job because it is a deeply moving film. But it's also hopeful. And I think that the goal and Jeff Hayward from the start made it clear that I don't want this to be a negative look back at the dark times. I want this to be a hopeful and inspirational film that says, look how far we've come in a single lifetime, right? From those folks' childhood, which was pre-civil rights, before 1965, through 2024, where we have much better conditions, I think that the goal is let's keep that trend going And let's not slide backwards, because there are some indications, as we've all seen with white supremacy and white nationalists and, you know, folks marching on the streets that just is a little scary. And it feels a little bit that if we're not vigilant, that we could start to slide backwards. And I think that this film's message is we got to keep pushing. Let's keep going forward because we're on the right track if we don't take our foot off the gas. Mm -hmm. So how do we go about that? How do we keep pushing forward? What is the plan moving forward from this film? Well, not to dodge your question, but the the film asks that question. And the goal here is what does each individual person feel needs to be done? I feel like making this film was one thing I could do to move in that direction. But each individual that's listening to this broadcast right now and who watches the film is going to have to ask themselves that question. What can I do? to advance the causes of minorities in this country? What can I do to help make sure that racism and anti-Semitism and bigotry are squashed instead of being allowed to come out from under the rocks and start to flourish again? So if people want to see this film, how can they see it? Where can they see it? The most exciting thing is that this Saturday, February 10th at 7 p.m., 
WFTV Channel 9, which is the local ABC affiliate, is going to be showing the film uninterrupted. So from 7 to 8, you can see all 60 minutes of it without interruption, which is very exciting that they're trying to do that. There are plans in the works, although they haven't quite been finalized yet, for other stations to show it. And United Way is on a mission to try to get this into as many eyeballs as possible. And so if anybody wants to know more about what's coming next, they can go to knowyourplace.org. And all the details are there. That's a United Way website. Jim Hobart, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you so much, Talia. It was a great time. That was director of the film Know Your Place, Jim Hobart. Spotlight is a production of 90.7 WMF E-News. Editorial guidance this week from LaToya Dennis. Support for Spotlight comes from our listeners. I'm Talia Blake, in for Nicole Darden-Creston. Thanks for listening.